This is Kendall Young, and you're listening to The 818. Podcast for urban expats loving the 818 lifestyle. Okay, so we're here with Susie Carl, <laughs> aka Perp or Purple or Crazy Haired Sue. <laughs> uh, so Susie Carl is the, this is what I wrote, you are the go to do gooder extraordinaire. You're an artist, you're an outrageous person, you're a joiner, a teacher, a mentor for kids, a martial artist of the most badass kind, uh, emergency preparedness expert, geek, police supporter, fire supporter. I even saw a picture of you shooting guns, which scares the heck out of me. You and guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, actually. Explain uh, yourself. So I and I'm not a badass martial artist. Yes, you we, are. We need to say um, okay. I right. study under uh, Soke uh, Takubota, who he he is like truly a badass, um, and he um, created his own style of martial arts. And so Thursday nights we have Kubo Jitsu, and that's kind of his special form of Jujitsu. And some nights we train with weapons. So like one night. Uh, they turned off all the lights in the dojo and people were attacking us with knives, you know, and you had to like learn to defend yourself. So one night there was like the gun night, defend against guns. And <laughs> That's not badass at all. No, they're rubber, okay, they're fake. Yeah, right, they weren't yeah, real, because right. we're not like, I mean, back in the 70s, they probably trained with the real stuff, but, um, mm. and so I thought, you know what, if I'm gonna defend myself against a gun, although Soke cautions, if you can, just run. It's not like <laughs> we're trying to die or trying to be badass. That's not what Marshall arts is about um but he uh i thought oh i should learn about guns because if i do take a gun away from somebody and i don't know how to use it that's not good so although i would prefer bad people not having guns if if there's a chance that i have to defend myself and i take a weapon from somebody else I need to know how to use it. So I would take some training courses. I went over to Burbank and I took yes. the gun course yes, there. Yes, you did. And, yeah. I saw that and I went, whoa. Yeah, it was it was cool. I took really good notes and they were like, oh, we should use your notes for like, you know, classes because I'm kind of a nerd like that. Um, yeah, I should add that to your introduction. So nerd. Nerd, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, we want to get into all things coolness, but I thought... Lots of people see your picture on Facebook. Lots of people know you do shit. But what's your background? Tell me, I mean, like, where are you from? What kind of family do you um, have? All right, this is a crazy story. And um, that's why we brought you here. I'm, I was born in Philadelphia. I'm ethnically Korean. My uh, parents, uh, they had an arranged marriage. My mom came over first as a nurse, and then my dad came over as a mechanic. And uh, they basically absolutely love this country. For so wait, wait. So they were arranged marriage in, in Korea, Korea. Yeah. And then they came over first her, then then him. Yeah. Okay. Got and it. And so it was really, you know, like at different times, everyone in our, our family has had to go through some like, you know, like some fierce independent moments. And so my dad was actually born in Japan when uh, Korea was occupied. Um, and so he had a really rough upbringing. I don't hold anything against 
the Japanese people. I think my generation were totally different from our parents' generation. And I have a kid who's in the Japanese dual language program. It's and I think it's all good. But for my dad, it was really hard. And once the war, you know, he was there when they dropped the bomb. He was a little kid. He saw all this awful stuff. Um, and then uh, all the Koreans were shipped back to Korea after the end of World War II. And my mom had um, been through the Korean War. So having parents that have gone through such harsh things, they were able to somehow communicate that to me. So I really, I like appreciate everything, every day, every moment. I don't appreciate the driving in Glendale, however. <laughs> we will get to what you like. Don't and even what you get don't. me started. <laughs> we might, but that's okay. All right. So you, so you were born in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. Yes. Um, and you came over. Let's see. So you, were, you have any siblings? I have an older brother and a younger brother, and the older brother is like, he's the only person I know. Like I would call him, and he's like. So you're on a need-to-know basis. You do not need to know. I'll talk to you next time we have face-to-face. And then he hangs up. That's like, that's the, that's our conversation. One of my brothers is like that, but okay. I don't understand that. What's up with that? Brothers are another kind of thing. Yeah, and then my little brother is like super adorbs, you know. Do they live here or where are they? Um, Ed's in an undisclosed compound location. I think he'll kill me if I reveal um, his whereabouts, even Hemisphere. And then my little brother is up near San Francisco. Oh, yeah, we'll get your older brother together with my older brother, and they'll just be best buds. No, someone will die. Someone <laughs> will die. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I, this is just I'm just curious because you've got you're, you've got so many interests right now. What did you want to be when you grew up? When you were a kid, what did you think you were going to be? Um, a nurse, because my mom was a nurse. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to help people. Um, and if I couldn't be a nurse, then like a unicorn, but that's not possible. <laughs> so I would like gallop around like the school. I remember like it was like, I don't think I stopped galloping until like fourth grade. It was like really pathetic. But I mean, hey, um, I'm sad to report that, <laughs> that that all of the kids that I ran with in junior high school and high school, not all, some of them yeah. were definitely rainbow and unicorn kids. Yeah. I, I was more of a Pegasus well, kind of Well, you know, gal, if, but, you, if you, know. you follow the Twitter feed for North Korea, unicorns exist. This is I, the I don't most, it is the most hilarious that. Twitter feed I've ever, <laughs> and it, it kills me. It kills me that, you know, like, I'm wait, related okay. to some of those people. Wait, wait, you know? okay, so what's the handle for North Korea Twitter? Oh, man, um, I just Google it. I can't, I, crazyperson.com. No, 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 <laughs> it's like the legit North Korean uh, um, Twitter feed, and it's like, um, I think one of the ones I read recently was like, oh, the great leader had a very bad day at golf. He only had like 11 holes in one, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah. All if, right. If you believe their feed, then yes, unicorns exist. Because apparently I think the great leader has, I don't know if he hunts them or he trains them to, they, they, I don't they know. They give him unicorn kisses because they love him so much. Well, I, well, you know, if, they're, if they really do exist, I want to see if they actually do poop rainbow, <laughs> rainbow poop. That's like high on my bucket list. Wait, why don't you ask things for, to okay, see? No, I don't. Right. Want, I don't really want to be on their radar. Actually, can we just X all of this? <laughs> your, your elder brother. Someone's would not, already trying to like. Your elder brother would not approve of any of this. Oh my! No. Yeah. No. no. Okay. Yeah. How did you get to Glendale? 
Oh, well, that's a good question. Uh, let me see. Uh, went to college in New York. Mm-hmm. Ended up marrying um, my uh, college sweetheart. We um, li- there's a point where Who actually exists. I've seen a picture. Yes, of him, yeah. he does. He's he kind of like Snuffleupagus yeah. because he's he's slightly more private than me. <laughs> <laughs> Donald yes. Trump is slightly more private. That was a good than hearty you, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Getting that air in and yes. out. Um, and uh, there's a point where you live in New York and you can only smell so much urine and you're just like, okay, this is over. And um, there was a Pratt graduate who had started a company in San Diego called Angel Studios, which is now Rockstar Studios. And um, so we moved out west and it was amazing. But it was kind of crazy because, okay, the first supermarket we went to was a Ralph's in like Carlsbad area. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't used to like, you know, nice, friendly, <laughs> legit people. So it was this cute little strawberry blonde surfer chick and she's like bagging the groceries and stuff. And she's like, hi, welcome to Rouse, may I help you? And I was like, all right, Carlos, you watch her because she's like after our shit, you know, like I'm gonna walk this stuff, I'm gonna bring this to the car and you keep an eye on her. Like, and it was like about a year before I wasn't like looking at the ground and actually looking people in the face. It was crazy because you just, you know, like okay. you go from point A to point B in New York and no one will like kill you, stab you, whatever, you know. Okay, so you move from New York. Because of the studios, they opened up in San Diego. This still doesn't explain how you got to Glendale. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, so Carlos was working at this uh, computer gaming studio, and I was doing some, like, uh, uh, what was I doing? Graphic design work for catalogs and um, on and off freelance work. And then he was offered a job up in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. So the first time we were in L.A., um, we were actually on the west side. So it okay. wasn't until the second time we moved to L.A. Right. we got over to the San Gabriel Valley. And it was Burbank I mean, and then Glendale. I see I see your hair and I see your personality. And I'm thinking there are a lot of funky urban areas you could have wound up in. You could have wound up in Echo Park and Silver Lake. You could have wound up in somewhere in Midtown, K-Town, that kind of stuff. No, Koreans hate me. <laughs> I can't imagine why. No, and so oh, I, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine why. Is it from one Asian to another? I, I can't. I, I don't know why. Well, so, I asked my parents, and she's like, "Well, you know, Koreans, they are the conservative." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, is that with a B or a V?" <laughs> and like, but yeah, they just they hate me. Uh, we'll table that for just a second. Okay. So, so why Glendale? Uh, we're really, really practical, Carlos and I, although I look like a crackheaded spaz, but he, you know. I wouldn't go that far. Spaz, maybe. But yes, but yeah. definitely okay. spaz. Okay, yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if I've offended anyone by using the word spaz. It's just really my bad <laughs> 80s upbringing. Can we just stipulate right here that she apologizes up front for anything she might have said? Yeah, I'm sorry. Me I'm too. really Asian like that. Yeah, I'm me sorry. too. I apologize. I'm sorry for this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. I apologize. Did you have much. a bad day? I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. Yeah, yeah. we, we want to be very honest. Yeah. Here, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that out of the way. Yes. Um, what practical. were we talking about? You're yes, yes. So yeah. Carlos was working at like DreamWorks and found a found a um, an apartment nearby. And he does it like old school. He drives around the neighborhoods until he finds like a mom and pop sign that's like written jaggedy, like a two bedroom for whatever, you know. And he's like, okay, that's the one. So we we scored this awesome apartment. It was like a three bedroom, three bath. 
and it happened to be a half a block away from Glendale Montessori. Mm-hmm. And so it just worked out perfectly because that was just the best place to have our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just, and Glendale, it's crazy. I love it. I would, I would, you know, like, because I'm an artist and I love things, I would go out on the sidewalk and I would chalk like the Armenian alphabet or the Korean alphabet or the Japanese or English or Spanish, you know. And it was cool watching from the balcony people walking their kids or their dogs and they'd see um, this alphabet and they'd totally be freaking out because it was like this uh, this tiny little gift. And they would look around to see like who had done it. But I don't know. I, I like connecting people, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so why purple hair? I know I'm jumping around a little bit. Oh, no, that's but fine. These are questions I thought people who have seen you on Facebook might want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone assumes that purple is my favorite color, and it's weird. I've never really considered purple as a color. It just kind of happened. And <laughs> my hair's been purple for, like, I don't know, 11 or 12 years. So it's funny that I see purple hair a lot nowadays, more and more. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure people think, like, oh, she's just jumping on this bandwagon. And I'm like, it, to this point, I'm sure my brains are purple, you know? <laughs> so, so but why did you choose to color your hair purple in the first place? Uh, let me see. My first son was about 18 months old, and I was desperately Wait, scared of you were every- 18 months old no my my no my <laughs> my my first son was 18 oh, months yeah. old and i was okay. like trapped in the house i was so scared of everything you know like having that first kid you're like ah everything's out to kill us and so i got bored and i started just you know kind of coloring my hair and at first it was atomic pink for like a year or I two. I could see that kind of an anime pink. Sure. Yeah, it was really, it was super loud. And then um, I think it was red for like one month and it was horrible. It's like, I was this Asian vampire-y looking thing. I don't know. It's it's just not good for my skin tone, I guess. Anyway, um, yeah, which is kind of like a nice ochre well, right now. Well, <laughs> you know, kind of the same as mine, although I'd be darker I, than I you. I go for cinnamon, but yeah. I fail all the time. <laughs> But then, yeah, I just happened to try purple, and then my husband's like, oh, my God, that looks great. And everyone was commenting. It was this really great color, and it's kind of wonderful. People really react to it, like, positively. Okay. I mean, when they don't think I'm going to so, mug them. So you're basically a slave to fashion. Purple's not your favorite color, but you like the compliments. No, it no, I definitely feel like it suits me. You know, it yeah. was weird like, you know, like when you find that car that is like the car that was meant for you or something like that. It was like, oh, it felt really comfortable. So, yeah, I pretty much stuck with it. So, it's your trademark now. I guess I I, I never thought of myself as a trademarky type of person, but I mean, that's how everybody knows me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, at some point it's like if I hate purple, I feel like I yeah, I might be stuck with it at least for now. All right, so here you are, this really out invisible person. You're doing a lot of community work. I mean, can I list some of the things that you're involved in? You volunteer for the police department. You're very involved in Kiwanis. You run the Key Club for, was it Glendale Kiwanis, right? Yeah. You're part of the Elks Club. Mm-hmm. You're constantly taking the kids out for some kind of field trip or educational or doing events for them. Yeah, man. And it, Kids need to know stuff. Great. I see you doing fundraisers. I see you yeah. at martial arts things, the, the Asian Museum stuff. I mean, it's pretty constant. So yeah. how do you have time for husbands, kids? I know you're very involved in your kids' lives. So how do you have time for all this? Um, we 
we're pretty we're pretty private at home i would i would say like mm-hmm. carlos is a private dude mm-hmm. um and and uh so he works at disney he's like the uh supervisor of characters sometimes the title changes from movie to movie and they just wrapped Moana pretty Can't much. Can't wait to see that one. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So when he's working on like this whole last year, his schedule was crazy and we barely see him. Mm-hmm. And right now his his schedule's relaxed, so that's really great. So usually it's kind of like at a certain time at night, like the kids you are doing your thing, all the homework is done and like it's Carlos and me time and we like watch our Netflix shows or whatever and you know um but yeah, I, it's kind of like we're like this unit of a person. Like anything I can't do, he can do, and vice versa. So it always works out. And if one of us is stressed out, the other one helps. It's just like this amazing partnership, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's hard not to take him for granted because, like, I, I feel like he's always been there. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really, really lucky. How long have you guys been married? Uh, twenty. One years oh. since ninety five. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. Is there anything you don't like to do? Uh, I really hate doing the dishes day after day, <laughs> but whatever. I just put music on, like you know that kind of like doldr. You get in that doldrums kind of state, where it's like, oh my god, it's like the dishes and the laundry are like <laughs> breeding and. You know, having boys with like really stank socks. Oh my god! <laughs> it just—it just seems like you do so much. I just thought I'd ask. I do do normal things, you okay, know. Yeah. And and even though I, and like I still get so excited if I see someone I know at the supermarket. I'm like, oh my god, hi! So, but it doesn't seem to happen. LA is really? just so I mean, huge, you know. With as much involvement that you have, I would think that you run into people that you know all the time. Um, I. I th- I think I still really scare people. I really I I think people don't. Why do you think know. people are scared of you? I really feel like people are used to automatically judging or assuming stuff. Mm. So I constantly run across that. Like if I have different colored hair, I must have tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. You know, I don't have any like uh, piercings other than you know just my ears mm-hmm. but people are always asking me like let me see your tats or like what other piercings you have Do they or really ask you that yeah yeah and so they just assume all these things and and depending on how I'm wearing my hair people ask me for ecstasy because they think I'm a burner they think I go to like Burning Man and stuff like that and I must sell ecstasy I don't know why specifically ecstasy but so many times People have asked me that, and I, I just I find it if, so strange. If you had a chance to describe yourself to somebody that doesn't know you, how would you describe yourself? Oh, that's easy. I am constantly defying definition. I think that's that's my thing. Like you know, I'm just me, but apparently, you know, I, I'm kind of unique or something because people are always like, "Why? What? Why?" You know, they're always asking me why I do things and and it kind of makes me sad you know like if, people think that you have ulterior motives for yeah you? yeah like definitely here in LA people got angles and they're like all out for themselves and and I think it's I I hate to say it but I'm like a truly happy person and I'm really lucky I don't really want for anything mm-hmm. especially if you've been in a position where you have nothing 
like anything you have is like amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my mindset. And so I think, especially like helping out um, at the police department, people are like, what are you, a badge bunny? Are you just out to sleep with cops? Or if I'm helping with the firefighters or like any of that kind of stuff, always people are asking me that. And it's really depressing, really, really depressing. By the way, next week is the Glendale Fire Foundation um, luncheon. So, you know, Google it and come have tickets. It's like, you know, a great a great we'll, thing we'll to put support. A, we'll put a link in the show notes yes, so that you yes. can buy tickets. I'll be sitting at the Kiwanis <clears throat> Club of Glendale table. <laughs> I can save you a seat. What 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 drives you crazy about Glendale or about the driving? The driving. Tell us the drive. And and you know, I know a lot of people think it's like solely an Armenian American problem. And it's not. We have this. Glendale is really really unique. You know, and and for some reason in Glendale, we just have this attitude that like you know the. Traffic rules are just suggestions, you know? Why, and why like, do you think that is? I mean, it, we have been uh, named in a couple of um, online articles as being the worst drivers in California. Why yeah, do you think that is? I, I mean, I hate to say it, uh-huh. but I've been to Arcadia and Monterey Park and Chinatown, and those drivers are not so great either. Oh, yeah, Monterey Park is crazy. Crazy. There's definitely, but... And I can say that as an Asian driver. Right. <laughs> right? Right. Yet we have a reputation for being worse. Why do you think that is? I think I think a lot of people... Uh, what I hear is... Um, and before living in Glendale, I didn't know any of this, but... Um, Glendale has a really unique history, and I think that the air is charged with some some kind of crazy or something. <laughs> we have like your explanation is the air is charged with crazy. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. it's totally scientific. Okay, um, say more we, about that. We have what the most Scientologists in the world, like living here. No, sh- it was like no way. it was like the wait, headquarters wait, for the no KKK. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to the Scientologists. Yeah. Thing. Scientologist headquarters is in Hollywood. What do you mean they've got? But more? apparently, we have like a bunch of Scientologists that live in Glendale. You know, and we have like a Scientology whatever stores or something like, like that. Like every town has those. Um, and okay. and I, personally, they kind of freak me out. They're it's just like I I think they're a cult. I don't know. Now I'm on their radar. Oh my god, <laughs> North Korea and the Scientologists are after me. Um, and then I think uh, Glendale was like uh, headquarters for the KKK. And then we have uh, the biggest Armenian population, I think, outside of Armenia. We also have a giant, um, we have a lot of uh, Hondurans, Guatemalans. We have a huge Filipino population. Pretty big Cuban population, too. Yeah, big Cuban population. And a lot of people that um, are Brazilian or speak Portuguese. We also have um, a pretty thriving Korean-American uh, mm-hmm. community. And mm-hmm. speaking as a Korean, like the Koreans that are coming from Seoul, Korea, they drive like crap too. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like you can't just pinpoint like one thing, but I hear a lot of people saying, oh, it's, you know, there's these Armenian uh, younger teenagers that have these high powered vehicles. And yeah, anytime you have a teenager and a high powered vehicle really and hormones, matter. it never, yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter if yeah. you're Armenian or anything. Right, right. Yeah. right. It's just it's just that age, you, they're just going to be crazy. I think maybe if there was a law that all teenagers had like horse and buggies or something like that, 
then they would be way more appreciative by the time <laughs> they worked their way up to like a Honda Civic. We, we like, gave our son the broken like an down 87 or, you know, you know, SUV type of a thing. Yeah, I, that's, I, I think it's crazy in LA. It's like you feel like you need to uh, militarize your vehicle before starting to drive on the road. So, okay, so bad driving just drives you crazy here. Well, just, you know, to think that you're <clears throat> the only person on the planet, mm-hmm. I think is so rude. Like I was never raised to kind of think of myself first. I was always, I always had to think of like, not like a hive mentality, not like Borg really, but you know, you had to think of other people first, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I would love to see more compassion. That mm-hmm. would, look, I'm like leaning forward. Get right. <laughs> I would love to see more compassion. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah, <laughs> my sounds guys. So what happens if I do right those now? sibilant s's? <clears throat> is can, that annoying? I, I can tell you that when I ship this to my sound engineer, he's not going to be happy. I'm sorry. With you. I'm sorry. One thousand times sorry, sound engineer guy. <laughs> can I take you out for a boba? <laughs> um, he would actually very much appreciate that. Okay, <laughs> it's a date then. So, all right. <clears throat> So, but we're we're putting a lot of effort into change. Stop the bowing! Oh my god! So, as a city, we're putting a lot of effort into change. I know that you're very much connected to some of the people who are pushing these change through. Where do you think we're going to be in five years, ten years? Uh, man, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know from that. Like, I try and stay away from politics and stuff, and and I. Uh, Politicians don't stay away from you. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if I think that you have uh, a good platform, then I'm happy to support you. But um, just because I support one person doesn't mean I can't support um, maybe. Like, I just, I don't want to be seen as, like, on a certain team because my whole point is just to... Like, in emergency preparedness, it's like you help as many people as possible, you know, um, that you can. And and that's what I want to do. And ultimately, adults are really depressing, you know. They used to be optimistic. Like, that's why I work with uh, elementary school kids. They are so optimistic. And they are so full of energy. But if you hang out with any adults, eventually they'll be like, oh, death and taxes. What's the point? You know? And so, okay. You know, that's... I understand. I don't mind venting, but... So you're working with kids and they're optimistic. I mean, based yeah. on some of the stuff that you do there, where do you think we're going as a city? I, I don't know. I, I really... I haven't... I, I, wish, I wish there was an answer for you, but I mean... Is the driving going to get better? Um, no. Unless something catastrophic happens, I seriously doubt that. And, I, you know, and even we, we had a kid that was killed in front of one of our schools a couple years ago, and that, that didn't put a stop to the bad driving. We had a horrible accident um, around last Halloween, mm-hmm. you know, and, <clears throat> and that was... I, I, I don't know. Uh, what what can you say to that? And mm-hmm. and our police force, we have one of the best police forces and we have one of the best um, ratios of like citizens to police officers. But they're like completely over inundated because it's just there, there seems to be this huge attitude in Glendale that I can do whatever I want, you know, or I don't know if people feel so anonymous 
that they can get away with it. But yeah, I mean, it really, my hope is, my only thing is I, I am trying to get to the kids and teach them what, um, like teaching them community service opens their eyes to like the larger world. And it's through kids that hopefully I can reach their parents because, you know, the parents seem to be already set in their mind and this is the way I'm going to do things and that's mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. All right. So don't control the city. So get that. Where do you think you're going to be in 10 years? 10 years? Yeah, 10 years from now. We won't say how old you are now, but just in 10 years, where do you think you're going to be? Let's see. So that's 2026. Well, apparently there's going to be total gridlock in L.A. in 2020. So by that time, I will have set up like a little um, snack stand (laughs) on the side of the 2134 interchange, Uh making Trump change. (laughs) Making Trump change. Yes. You heard it here first. Sue's snack stand on the corner of the two freeway and the 134. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. <clears throat> All right. Churros. <laughs> what do you like to eat? What's your favorite What's your favorite place to eat in Glendale? Besides oh, the, the man, dude. Like, <clears throat> now we're talking Bashan, about food. Bashan closed. I know, right? And I'm like, and C'est La Vie took it over, and it's okay, but it's not Bashan. It's a completely different so, thing. So, right? yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm really annoyed. Um, I really like the tri-tip sandwiches at Shriners. They're, like, Ooh, legit. They're very simple, but they're awesome. Um, uh, if I go to La Cabanita, I always get the pork chop. Um now you're making me hungry. The I beaten had... pork chop. I can't for uh, beaten pork chop. Oh, I can't remember yeah. pasillas. I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> it's the beaten pork chop. It's really good. <laughs> Have you been to Epic Taco yet? I love Epic Taco. Actually, I'm I'm a friend of the owners. Our kids were in the same Cub Scouts. That they went to the same elementary school. And um, Mike Reese is, like, an awesome guy. He's, like, one of these guys who you would never know how awesome he is. And um, I was driving by one day, and I see him, and he's, like, you know, parked in front of this older lady's house, bringing, like, giant sheets of window glass or something. And I asked him later, I'm like, dude, what were you doing? Is that your grandma? Is that your mom? And he's like, no, it's just, like, some lady she was having trouble. And, like, he's constantly helping, but you would never know. He's, like, one of those, um, like, he never wants any limelight. And he's him and his wife are, like, the sweetest most generous and disgustingly healthy people. <laughs> so if you haven't been to Epic Taco, definitely, you gotta go. Yes. <clears throat> There's I definitely he, link that. Well, he he's he's rolling out a new um, the new menu for fall. Oh, I think sweet. it's this week. There's there's going to be one that involves grits, is what he told me. Oh really? Yes, I'm very. Grits excited. are hard, man. Because you know well, I you had, know, cooking them. I don't know. I was in the South a couple of weeks ago, and I had grits, and I've decided I like them a whole bunch. Oh, no. I like them, but it's like if you don't eat them right away, then it's like cement, you know? Oh, really? So I, I wonder, I wonder <clears throat> how he's going to do that. Well, Good luck, know. Mike. <laughs> okay. Last question. What advice hmm. would you give hmm. to your 20-year-old self? With everything that you've lived through, everything that you know today, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Um, that 27 was an awesome, awesome year. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think I'd want to say anything. I mean, I just, I've loved everything that I've experienced and I, I would maybe say 
talk to more people if possible. You know, life is great. Like, you know, meet your neighbors, do stuff. Did you not meet people and talk to people when you were 20? Have a hard time. Oh, I did. No, yeah. I was at Pratt in um it was a it's an art school in Brooklyn, New York, and um I'd have to say like every year of college I felt like opened up so much of the world and my eyes to me. I I think I was already kind of like an open-minded type thinker. Um I feel like I'm one of those people that was just born that way, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um but definitely having lived in New York, I, I've never felt more comfortable. Like that whole city was like, I felt like my living room or my backyard. Um, I would probably just walk out in my underpants if I had, if I could, but I think that's illegal. Um, that's probably not But I mean, that's idea. how comfortable I'm saying that I felt there. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I like the West Coast is a shock. So still. Still. Yes. What can you what what would make it home for you here? Well, we got a Dunkin' Donuts that helps. <laughs> Tasty cakes that would help. So you're kind of food driven, a little bit. Well, little you know, bit. it's like a comfort thing, right? Comfort food. I've never had Tasty cakes, but Dunkin' Donuts I've had. It's like my stuff. worst comfort food is um, uh, corned beef hash. The, the crappy kind from the supermarket in, like, just whatever generic can. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I'll have it with, like, toasted bread and butter, and that's just, like, yes. Actually, Always. Jeremy's has pretty good corned beef hash. Like, really? No, yeah. I've ne- I've tried it at stores, and it has to be the, the crap supermarket, whatever <laughs> brand. I don't care. <clears throat> I understand exactly what you're saying. That stuff is good stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm very I'm hungry. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm very hungry. Thank you very much. I'm getting zombified. Like, uh, Shoot. And it's only 10 o'clock. It's not time for Epic yet. (laughs) I know, right? Well, one more hour. One more hour. Yeah. Is he open at 11? I thought it was until 12. I thought it was 11. Oh, maybe. No, trust me, darling. I know his hours like to the minute. Yes. And oh, definitely sign up for email email alerts for Epic Taco because you'll get like little coupons and stuff. Seriously, really? I didn't know that. And I like, you know, they have this kind of theme with the sugar skulls. So whenever I come across sugar skull stuff, I donate it over there, you know, so they can give it out to the kids that visit. Very cool. You know, like if if you like a store, support it in your way. Well, this has been a ton of fun. Any last? (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry. Sorry, sound guy. Yeah, sound okay, guy. That's too boba. Yeah, seriously. Okay, <laughs> stop <laughs> bowing. Stop. <laughs> She's bowing, people. I'm sorry. Seriously. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll sign off there. Thank you, Sue. <laughs> Great having you here at Dick. Stay alive, Glendale. Stay alive. Wear bright colors. <laughs> the eight one eight is brought to you by Diggs, a residential real estate company in Montrose, California. Proudly serving the areas of Glendale, La Cunada, La Crescenta, and beyond. For more information about living the 818 lifestyle, go to glendaledigs.com.